shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. So, Andrew. Yes, Connor. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Missed you. I've missed you. Uh, things have changed since the last time we were together. Yes, I think so. Uh, you know, we, we've moved on uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, the world has changed in so many interesting ways, and uh, we just have to keep ourselves, you know, kind of rooted to the spot. But I want to, I want to take us back just a little bit, and uh, I want, I want to ask both of you, both uh, you, Brian, and you, Andrew, to take a look at Exhibit A and tell me what exactly you see here. Now, what is this building? If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Do you recognize this building? It is the yes. Theed Palace. The Theed pa- Where's Theed Palace located? Well, in the real world or in, <laughs> in the movie, in uh, the, Phantom Menace. It's on Naboo. Naboo, I see. Okay. Now, in the next scene, in the same building, who's that walking around? <laughs> uh, you know, scolding There's... a young Jedi Padawan. There's nothing that says it's the same. That's not an establishing shot. It's just a contextual shot of Look the Theed outside, Palace. You don't see any traffic whatsoever except for a flight of seagulls. Well, I swear to God. That but that's because that's episode one and he didn't know how to do that then. The computers well, weren't good enough then. Okay, fast forward to the funeral, which is also happening on Theed. And he's there because he gives the big speech. Always two there are. No more, no less. You know what I mean? And then fast forward even more to the award ceremony that's definitely happening on Naboo, and they do an establishing shot of the Jedi where they pl- like go down onto like the second biggest Yoda looking character that's like the white Yoda. <laughs> I was gonna say that's like the pink Yoda. <laughs> yeah, the pinkish Yoda. It's like the it's like a jigglypuff in real life, yeah. basically. <laughs> Which that's that's Koth. Eth Koth. Yeah. Who had actually a pretty good arc, I thought, in the Clone Wars. But regardless, I know that like I I Still won it and all that kind of stuff. Are we tied? Well, well, yeah. Still won it anyway. I'm, I was but... going to say I'm going to retroactively call a winner. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was more, no, it was more just like it was one of those things where it's like I knew I was right, and like I went home and like I stared at my wall. I stared out the window with my hands behind my back, and I was like, something doesn't feel right. And I just Googled it, and I was like, something sounds so. fishy. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I guess let's let's back up for a moment. Yes, we've said all of this, and for those who maybe didn't catch this episode the question was <laughs> how many planets does yoda visit yeah. in the saga in, in the saga how many plant like how many planets as a living set, being as a living i guess being set on foot on and uh the one that threw me off I you said was camino yes well no you said camino but it's not shown, shown right so yes. that's the difference we don't see it that's right but we do see naboo so that's what threw me off. Which was not listed originally. I, yeah. No, yeah. So I just, I want to throw it out there. I, was, I wasn't as rusty as I thought. It's my bad for not vetting that question. <laughs> yes. Look, I it's fully fine. expected you to go to the last 15 minutes of The Phantom Menace and right. tune it in. Just make sure. I, ha- I haven't tuned in since the early 2000s, guys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Listen, yeah. it, it, honestly, it, it was just one of those things. Like, you know, I'm, I am like a proponent of the prequels. I love the prequels in their own way. Like, they're just, they are what they are. But all the same, I like I have that that creepy memory of like all the little <laughs> nuances because I've watched it so much, you know. And that's where I was just like I was like splitting hairs. I was like, "There's no way, there's no way, it's not right." I don't know, but I don't know. I just thought that was cool, you know. 
You know what else is cool? Uta Pute, everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we are here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And today, gang, we are talking Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 2, Chapter 10, I believe. Yes, it's chapter called 10. The Passenger. The Passenger. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Q Iggy Pop. Q Iggy Pop. Uh, directed by none other than uh, Peyton Reed, the uh, breakout director of 2000's Bring It On. And uh, <laughs> did is you know? that true? It is true. I actually looked up some of his accolades today because I knew he did. Cut. He's he's done Ant Man. Yeah, I mean, he well, he did the first two. Ant-Man. He did the first two. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it just uh, I I knew him from that, and I was like excited about that. But I I was just curious about everything else that he's done, and like his next credit after the first two Ant Man movies was freaking, <laughs> Bring It On. Was Bring It On. I, I was mean, like, it is a pretty good flick. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Burr. cult classic. It's <laughs> yeah. cold in here. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but, yeah. Must be some Mandos in the atmosphere. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, to bring up, I, I got a. Do you happen to have the overview of that episode? I, I do. What is the overview on that one? Uh, it is the description. Yes. The Mandalorian must ferry a passenger with precious cargo on a risky journey. Now, when you heard that or read that rather the first time, did you just think he was talking about himself? I mean, there's definitely. I mean, he is ferrying precious cargo wherever he goes. That's what I'm getting wherever at. Wherever I go, he goes. He goes. Yeah, that's so I've heard. But still, like I, I, I read that and I was like, well, obviously, you know, the Yodes is the the, the child. He's he's the precious cargo. <laughs> you know, we got to come up with like a, a nickname for him. Everyone calls him either the child or Baby Yoda, which like they're both acceptable. Uh, executive decision. It's the Yodes from now on. The, the Yodes. Yodes. Yodes, yeah. baby Yodes. All right, well, write that down. Yodes. Jot that one down. Yes. Uh, so I have physical way. notes here because we can't, <laughs> we can't like use our phones while yeah. we're recording in right. our new studio space. Just so in case we ruined uh, anyone's good vibes going yes. on. Yes, so I actually yeah. noted out how the episode plays out. So oh, Yodes. perfect. You know what? I'll, I'll refer to you then. If you want to go play-by-play play here, I'm, I'm all for that. You want to take the run on it? I will... Yeah, I can do the rundown. I guess before we get into it, we'll talk about <clears throat> who appears in the show this episode. So yeah. we have Pedro Pascal as Din Jaren, Mandalorian himself. The Mandalorian. Amy Sedaris appears again Returns. as Pelimato. Pelimato. An international intergalactic treasure. That's right. Uh, Misty Rosas is Frog Lady. Yeah, she also did, um, I believe... She the, was the body of Queel. Queel. Uh, yes. I, I, what's his face? Ugnolty. Yes, Ugnolty, yes. <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were going to say she was also in Bring It On. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite. Maybe. Yeah. You um, would have um, blown my mind. Oh, my gosh. We have Richard Iowate reprising his role as Q90. You know what? I actually heard that it was Dee Bradley Baker. Am I wrong? No, it's the voice of Frog Lady is provided by D. Bradley Baker. That's right. But, okay, my but bad. Richard Iwate came back to do, do that's Q90. Perfect. I yeah. thought so. Okay, and then they're not officially credited, but uh, Paul Sun Young Lee is Captain Carson Teva, mm-hmm. and Dave Filoni is back, Trapper Wolf himself. Oh my gosh! Uh, I know that's a, that's a little bit of a spoiler right off the top there, but still, 
I mean, I, that's just exciting. I think everyone knows it. You know, yeah. I'm sure everyone's I mean, seen you, some memes. Yeah, I guess uh, ultimately we should say like we're we've decided we're gonna do the Mandalorian episode by episode to start off our season. Yeah, just it, because that is Star Wars right now. Exactly. It's it's the hottest thing right now. Everyone's gonna be talking about it's it. So what's happening? Exactly. And everyone's gonna want to hear more or less about it, anyways. Yeah. But to that end, if you have not seen it yet, uh, we will give a. You know, we'll jump into it uh, right after. I mean, we'll jump into it in just a moment, but we will give you a heads up before we go into too many, you know, story points, I guess you could say. Yes. Uh, but either way, but major real, plot development. Exactly. Uh, real quick off the top, uh, Andrew, what did you think of the episode versus episode one? The first episode, surely. Um, I mean, I, I don't like it more. I mean, obviously, like Cop Vanth. It's he, uh, he, a he's a hard rock to jump. Yeah, it's it's like a, that. yeah, that's a high uh, platform to kind of achieve. achieve. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's smart. Um, <laughs> but I still really thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh yes. You know, I, I think the I I think I called the first episode somewhat average, like mm-hmm. in, just in the sense that you know it might have been my fifth favorite episode of the nine that I had seen through to that, that point. point yeah. yeah, and. Uh, you know, just because I think some of those highs in the first season are just so high. Uh, and I would say this is probably like right after it. Okay. So it's still like is a little better than some of the weaker episodes from season one. But still but, yeah. right there. Yeah. I would agree with that. I thought it was very exciting. Um, the way I, I've, I've had a unique opportunity that I haven't had uh, before in which I get to uh, have some like water, like water cooler talk at work, uh-huh. especially about the Mandalorian. Like my, my manager and my other coworker who are obsessed with it, they kind of like come to me. They know that I do this and they're like, what'd you think of this episode and all this kind of stuff. And they just like my manager basically put it. He's like, I don't mind it being this kind of episode week to week. If he's just doing a, you know, a problem of the week, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like I have no problem with that because it's just, it's just good. It's what it should be. Agreed. I mean, and I think we know that that's kind of going to be the format. I mean, we've, we've saw, we saw that most of season one last year. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, like kind of like the first three episodes were like loosely collected. And then the final two obviously were kind of like a two part finale. Yeah. Um, You know, but I think the, the middle three episodes were very incongruous with one another and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind. And, you know, there's a little bit of that thread that kind of ties it all together, um, but nothing too over the top. I do think, I, well, I heard somebody say this on the internet somewhere, and they were like, I wonder if they originally planned to start this a season early, or a week earlier, and this was going to be like that October 30th episode, Ooh. like right before Halloween. Yeah, that would be, it, it is very spoopy in its own way. It is. Uh, like I said, just going back that to That would have fit. Yeah, uh, but I mean, we'll get more into the details there. But, yes. So how uh, about let's start TikToking down a little bit. I want to ask Brian. Okay. Real quick, <laughs> what did you think? Well, I don't want to give away too much of what I, what I thought, but I want to go in that same vein uh, and say that as a uh, as a classic horror fan, um, I loved this episode <laughs> very much. Was, so yeah, it was like John Carpenter does Star Wars very oh much. Someone walked into a room and I went, "Oh God, is this going to be a love letter to X?" <laughs> oh crap, it is. All right, so much, so good. Yeah. All right. Well, as you were saying, TikTok. So, so in terms of homages, uh, we start with the cold open for this episode, which I've dubbed the ambush scene. Fair enough. Let's real quick spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen it now, here we go. 
Yes. Sorry. So it is <laughs> kind of a cold open. So it just builds kind of from the end of the first episode. Um, Very much like the next hour. Yes. You know, just what happens. But we see this kind of, it's almost, to me, it, it reminded me of like a James Bond type of cold open. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like, uh, sure. you know, just this crazy uh, battle. And, you know, he, you think your hero's in a bad spot, but he knows what to do. He's able to get out of the scrap and everything. Now, I really liked, like, as you, I like how you put it as the ambush. I, I like this scene just because it, it shows that he's not safe. Like, it, it, it people are still looking for him. Yes. Like, you already established that in the first scene of the first episode of this season. But I still like the fact that it's like, even if he goes from planet to planet and people are still looking for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that idea that, it like, you know, no matter where he goes, he's going to have to keep moving. Right. And there is evidence, you know, that they are interested in the child. Yeah. Um, which, you know, s- certainly. Well, not to like kind of ruin it, but I mean, at the time of this recording, we've all seen episode three. Yes. And, you know, what you actually see there is that they don't know about the child, the importance of the child. Mm. Um, and they're after his Beskar. Yes. They're they're more after just the, like, I, I do like that. I mean, we'll save it for that. Yes. Thing. I like that idea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It just kind of plays on that idea that neither is he safe nor is the child safe well even yodes, to that end what, so when they do the actual trap and like trip him off of the bike i mean what was everyone's reaction did you think the baby yoda was done do you think the yodes got hurt real bad because i just saw him tumble and i freaked the freak out i was concerned for anakin speeder <laughs> that wasn't uh, well, uh, you know it's what it's not anakin speeder it, uh, well so for what it's worth we we never actually wait what do you talk about anakin speeder like the, the bike yeah the speeder that he's riding. okay sorry completely blanking because last the last episode had we never actually talked about the pod racer speeder and i was upset about that we just assumed we just assumed yeah <laughs> what do you mean because i was we were saying there's like callbacks to anakin and stuff like that the pod oh, racer sure. almost it's like well, almost yeah, clearly the pod an racer certainly looks like his yeah but also like this speeder bike looks it's like probably the, the one, one that anakin used he, yes. yes yeah it looks especially, like a recycled engine yeah, yeah especially since pelimato apparently just purchased the skywalker estate Basically, from Luke or whomever. Uh, well, and that's space real estate. <laughs> you cl- they just go over and just say claim, and uh, it's yours. <laughs> this is mine now. Um, but so even to that, like the the idea that him just you know satcheling everything and walking through the desert, just holding all that stuff, really cool yes. image. I think the like the best part of that whole ambush was just the the point where it clips right to the actual title card uh-huh. where he gets the jetpack and goes running away. And there's just that <laughs> moment where baby Yoda does the little snort and like looks up at, at his daddy and his daddy's just like, eh. he like shrugs, shrugs his shoulder. Like, what are you going to do? Yes. You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, very good. Very good humor. Very Peyton Reed esque. Yes. Yeah. And it was appropriate. It wasn't over the top. Yes. Um, but let's go back to the baby Yoda Please. falling. What was, what were your thoughts? I was terrified. Eva was terrified. She thought that like he got crushed. Because, I mean, we know that he's a puppet, but at the same time, when they actually use CGI and you see him, like, you know, a little flexible. Flail. flail. It's yeah. terrifying. And it's also just a baby. Baby man. Yoda's yeah. used Especially, flail. Especially, you have, like, you have super a newborn, effective. so I can imagine it being, like, it's it, you'd want to protect it. I mean, there know? is something incredibly bizarre and, like, very um, deja vu, I would argue, about, like, watching The Mandalorian with a baby that was born like two days after the premiere of the Mandalorian. You almost feel like it's like, uh, you have to protect it that way. Yes, exactly. (laughs) 
I mean, love it. And, and, I, and a lot of like the new sounds and like vocabulations that Baby Yoda's been making oh this God. season are like, that's what my son says. <laughs> well, so, even to that end. So, um, I, that, I mean, I, this is fast forwarding a little bit, but I think he did it there too. He, like you say, he is vocalizing, mm-hmm. which is something that we haven't heard until this point. He's yes. like, you just hear him like, like it's, it's, it's very unique. Sorry. Meaningful babble. We, we had Sully's uh, one year checkup Ooh. today and like, that's what the doctor referred to it as. It's meaningful, meaningful babble. babble. That makes sense. It, uh, but that's, that's just cute. And I think it's, it's showing that he's growing up a little bit too. Before you know it, at the end of the season, he's going to say his first word. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. You know, you I never know. hope not. Like, I hope we I, never just, get that. I hope we never get his real name. I, you know, I know. Taking, well, taking bets right now. What do you think baby Yoda's first, uh, first words are? <sighs> Dang Farrick. Thank fair. That's two of them. <laughs> I like it. It's like it's a it's an awesome strain in Star Wars, a spice strain. Dank Farrick. That's Anyways, I'm saying, I'm saying the first thing we, the first intelligible word we hear out of that thing's mouth is going to be way. Way. So <laughs> someone's going to go. This is the, and you're going to, it's going to, it's going to just going to smash cut Whoa. down to baby Yoda. Way. Gasp. And then Anyhow. we're going to get teenage Yodes. Oh, I just want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, continue. So I guess, and then just the last comment with that, as Mando is walking back to town, back to Moss Eisley, like that dusk scene, mm-hmm. like seeing Moss Eisley from the ridge at dusk time was mm-hmm. like awesome. Well, just, you, you, it's, it shows that there's more to just two sons to Tatooine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's got some nightlife. Yeah. Nightlife, and, one, yeah. and once again, we just kind of get that. Oh yeah. There's the money. Like Hell yeah. the budget. Oh yeah. Uh, but so now we cut ahead to Pelimato and Dr. Mandible. Oh my gosh. Playing cards. So I have a question about Dr. Mandible. Go for it. Was that an original anima- animatic from a new hope? Uh, no, apparently. Cause I did look at the Wikipedia. See that. All right. So what did you find out? That he does appear in the gunslinger episode. Oh, the other Tatooine episode Makes from sense. season one. Yeah. But he does not appear. That was his first appearance. Fair enough. I could have sworn there was something bug-like in A New Hope. Yeah. Like, I feel like there was an ant or a giant rat like, I mean, in, there, in the I, holiday special. Like, yeah. Because they just recycled all of them, you know? Yeah. So that's why I was I was almost certain. I was like, I bet you anything that's the same ant thing. Yeah. You know? But at least by, yeah, at least by the Wikipedia canon, it's... His first appearance is in The Gunslinger, not in, like, A New Hope. Or, Interesting. Yeah. Here's a bit of trivia. Do you know where Dr. Mandible got his license to practice medicine? <laughs> uh, a school for ants, obviously. <laughs> Medical, school, Medical school for That's ants? That's way better than my pun. I'm just going to let that go. Oh, no. What's no, your no, pun? I was you, say, you just put it up. Devry. What? <laughs> Correspondence course. <laughs> Fair enough. He just paid enough money and got it printed out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh what the heck um but so uh polly how do you say her name polly pelly pelly ma right pelly motto ma, pelly motto amy sedaris uh space she, amy sedaris space amy sedaris that's how we just we just need to keep doing that she wins with one of the most classic moves of the uh of um sabak the idiot's array the idiot's array it's the same thing that lando uh i think won in with in uh was it Solo or was it Clone Wars or Rebels? I mean, I can't remember. Either way, it's a popular move. Well, I, I think know. it is what Solo, like what Han plays. He gets the Idiot's Array. Yes. And then that's how 
uh, he cheats and he's able to swindle them back or something like that. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, but it is one. Of, it's like one. Of, it's like double zero. It's like the best move you can get in the game. That's all I remember. Yes. Um, mm. And then she's like, "Oh yeah, you can get uh, Doctor Mandible could show you where some mandos are and stuff like that. They'll beat you back at the uh, back of the hangar." Now back at the hangar, I imagine this is what it was like whenever you went to Ronto's Roasters. Yes. <laughs> Actually, Treadwell. First oh. off. Yes. From once again the Skywalker estate. Oh, also just from every movie ever apparently. <laughs> Cuz like well I mean I think we listed it at one point but I don't remember. I know one distinctly besides Tatooine was he was on the Millennium Falcon in uh Empire mm-hmm. like whatever they were repairing it in, yeah. in Echo Base. Mm-hmm. So, but I know he shows up in like a Return of the Jedi somewhere. Yes. Probably in like the the junk pit or something like that. Either also, way. apologies to anybody if you can hear the the jizz whalers next door to us. Yes, uh, we uh, we happen to uh, just book the same time as uh, they're not playing the classics today, gang. They're working on some new stuff, so you yeah. know, apologies if you're not into it. But anyways, it's exciting to hear some fresh jizz. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> just jizz flowing all through the walls. But uh, uh, to <laughs> to go to the next scene, that we get to. Uh, them roasting the hunk of um, crate, crate dragon, dragon meat, mm-hmm. which already looks tasty enough. It does look tasty until <laughs> she bites into it, and then it, look, it, it looks, looks like it's tough. not. It's not even cooked. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I was expecting at the very least something like like jerky or something. Yes, but she literally just grabs what looks like raw meat and just takes a hunk out of it. So, but then that's also when we get introduced to one of the cutest new Star Wars characters, uh, just simply named Frog Lady. Frog Lady. Uh, so I don't know about you guys, uh, but uh, Eva and I we watch it with subtitles on just because we don't hear sometimes. We'll, we want to see, you know, see what they say, and she's just knowing, like listed as Frog Lady. And yes. uh, there are some awesome moments where it's like intense action and stuff like that, and you just see Frog Lady speaks in frog. <laughs> <laughs> it I was like, gonna say Frog Lady just a whole slew of vowels. Oh no, it's even better because at one point there's like we'll get to that, but like when when uh, Mando is fleeing and she's screaming, it says Frog Lady screams her frog. <laughs> so it's just oh, it's just t- so cute, but like when. When Eva saw the frog lady come around the corner, she went, Ooh! like she she swelled up like a balloon. She was just like, oh my god, this thing is adorable. And like to the whole episode, she was just in love with this character. Mm-hmm. And uh, just leading to what happens, she was just horrified. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yes, props to uh, the cr- the uh, you know creature designers for my god hitting yeah. another home run. Well, let's talk about let's yeah, so, that was wild. Well, I mean, it's it the 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 word. I mean. The weirdest part about it is that you know it looks fake. Like, you know it's fake. But it looks so good to what Star Wars is. Star Wars is practical effects. Star Wars is rubber masks and stuff like that. They pulled it off so much in this series. And that's why even seeing this character the way they are made them so believable. And I loved it. Yeah, fully agreed. I think it's... Yeah, it just... It adds so much where it's like this thing that... Yeah, as you say, it's not believable, but it's so like within the universe that it just looks so right. Right, exactly. So I just it it just fits everything, and it looks like it's just original trilogy all over the place. And I mean, it's introducing a new species as well, mm-hmm. but not doing it in a, a way where it's like, well, they don't look like they're from Earth, so I guess it counts. You yes, know I mean they're not just throwing some spikes on it and calling it an alien. Yes, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just um, 
I mean, going off from that and like the idea that he has to travel at sublight. Yes. I like that idea, but it also just shows you what the distance is in Star Wars. Because we've talked about this before, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, light speed is everything. Yes. It's the way to get everywhere. Even when you're going in light speed, though, it, it could still take up to several days to get mm-hmm. to places you're going. And this actually, I want to take this moment to have a little teaching lesson from The Empire Strikes Back. Boom. Boom. Teach me all about it. Yeah. Because everybody is always like, I don't understand. Like, did Luke train in like a day on yes. Dagobah? And the answer is no, because they like Han and Leia are limping at sublight the entire way from the asteroid field to uh, uh, like to Bespin. To Bespin, yes. So, you know, so it takes a long time for them to get there. Yes. Like, and they're weeks, not exactly <laughs> maybe because they're, they're they have no hyperdrive. So they're just trying to get as fast as they can. And uh, it just it just it, it shows you how treacherous space travel can be in general, like even when you don't have to, you you know, you don't have that or whatever. But I also like the fact that it leads into the introduction of space cops. Yes. You know, like the, I expected the, just the that, space highway patrol. Right. They're just like, hey, uh, I noticed that your your brake light was out. Might want to get that checked out. You know, uh, just, <laughs> just letting you know. That's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah, and they were so genial too. They were just they were just, like they were like Mounties. I felt like they were just very very kind people. I was gonna yes. say I feel like they both should have had better mustaches. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, it's to floating. go along with the uh, the the character. Filoni should have just popped out of the cockpit with a cowboy hat on, and that would have made everyone. It would have been yeah. Oh. Everybody liked that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, you know, just just the whole exchange between the two like you saw him like him trying to be nonchalant about it and everything but i love the idea that like they switch you know they switch channels and it's just real quiet and you saw them both x foils open and i was like i felt chills i was like oh no (laughs) and that's when they were like were you part of the like the prison raid on such and such and five and it just like sits still for a second and it's that that sun drop no one else. Yeah, it was one of the best things, and I loved that dogfight. It wasn't even such a dogfight; it was just so much more of a chase. Yeah, I love a good chase in Star Wars. Like, I mean, I we talk about this all the time: Django versus Obi Wan in, mm-hmm. in the asteroid field. It's amazing. I mean, even even the even the Millennium Falcon escaping from the from the Empire and Empire. Wait, yeah, yeah, yes. and Empire Strikes <laughs> Back. It, I mean, all that kind of stuff is perfect. That's what I love about this series is the space flight. And it shows just how gnarly the, the Razor Crest is. All the moves that he does to get into it. And the, the screaming that the frog lady does in Frog <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> that, was one of the, that was one of the loudest laughs I had during the episode. Was when she was just... Rah! Like, whatever scream that she was doing, it was just amplified. And just Din's just holding on to the controls like it's nothing. Yes. And the whole time, you got to wonder, like, what Yoda's doing in the back, baby Yoda. Well, it was say. nap time. It was nap time, apparently. Literally, it was nap time. That's what Mando tells him. Oh, my gosh. It's nap time. Oh, my gosh. But still, just just ridiculous. And um, I don't know. I, I, I just didn't expect what happened to happen. I love the way that he was able to, like, shut all of his systems down and kind of go, you know, incognito yeah i mean going dark yes it's a it's a very cool sequence but it also like i mean i think it does point out the fact that like the razor crest is kind of a hunk of junk oh totally it's Um, it's pre-empire surplus exactly (laughs) (laughs) like i mean we've said this before it looks like a gunship and at this point a gunship is nearly a century old right you know so it's just like 
It's just old tech. But that's also what makes it so lovable. It's the same reason everyone loves the Millennium Falcon. This episode shows just how much damage a starship can take and just keep on trucking. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. Um, so finally they... Well, go ahead. I mean, so essentially we we see that they chase him into a, a ravine mm-hmm. on the planet Maldo Christ. Maldo Christ. Yes. Okay. Uh, and he kind of loses control and he skids out and he is basically doing a crash landing and essentially the, he gets stopped and then the ice underneath him gives way. They end up in a deep chasm (laughs) and everything is broken. Oh, and that was, that was heartbreaking. Like whenever like they, he, they hit and it went to black and then it came back and like you saw he had frost on his helmet and everything. Like that's when it showed you just how serious it was getting. Yes. I felt worse for frog lady. She well, was I know. She's an amphibian. How, how did right. she even survive? It was like the, I, I felt horrible. I was like, I, I, <laughs> well, when, when he came to, he's like, don't worry, I'll get you a blanket. I'll get you a blanket. Yeah. At least he was a little cautious about it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's showing at least some level of like <sighs> compassion for people with different blood type than him yeah he's smart about it <laughs> so we haven't actually brought it up yet but this is a good point to bring it up do you guys think that the yod should be canceled for uh attempted amphibian genocide <laughs> i <laughs> this is a big this, this is such it, a controversy it's such a controversy a loaded question so well so to that end like i was getting back to eva loving frog lady um she loved the idea that like at first, you see him like I like looking at the at the balls and just like being like obsessed and with them. He, like pulls and them he pulls over them with in. The and it, was, it was cool. <laughs> I was like, oh man, he's gonna like be symbiotic with it or something. Like I don't know, it was gonna be cool. And next thing you know, he's just gobbled them up, and it made perfect sense because he hates frogs. Yes, I was gonna say every every interaction you see him have with a new species, he's eating he's one. He's eating one. <laughs> yeah, he's eating one. That's I, I saw him like staring at. it. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's uh, and to your point, when he like moves it with the force, I was like, "Oh, he's gonna learn about like life, life force." That's like, what I oh. was hoping for. I, was like, yeah. I also hope he doesn't eat one. And, just... <laughs> <laughs> and Oops. that's and this also goes back to what I was talking about. My coworkers, my one coworker was like, "Do you think Baby Yoda should be canceled for eating all those babies?" And I was like, "I don't know what to say because like, first of all, how was... many babies did Baby Yoda eat?" So yeah, I think I think it's under under half. Or you know what I mean? Like I think I think it's like twenty five percent. He definitely didn't get rid of half of those eggs. Yeah. No, I think it was still enough that like her race isn't completely obliterated. Well, they didn't mention they didn't mention in the episode that their that their race that their species was in trouble. They said that she was the last of her line. line. Yeah. So So that's another thing. I read that as oh, your family might not carry on its name. Yeah, basically. Yes. You're killing the, the good thing you have like 18 dozen eggs in that jar. Yeah. You're 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 killing the Spunkmeyer generation or some shit. I don't know. The Fogmeyer. So uh, my hot take is I don't think you can call what Baby Yoda did genocide. What you can call it is egregious and not a good thing. No. Yes. <laughs> and you see the din not great. Like, just like he has that one point where like he just goes, No, no. Like he like shakes his finger in his <laughs> yeah, face. It's, He's like, so much. Yeah. Oh. Again, there's so much like parenting going on in this episode. So I mean, it shows that he's not just slacking off on that either, which yes. I appreciate. Like he, he does show some genuine love for the kid. Yes. But so you know they have this hard crash landing, and you see that the cargo bay has like a giant gaping hole in it. So it's like, how are they going to do anything? 
Uh, and I genuinely was just like, well, what are they going to do now? Like, how, how are they going to get out of this situation? And that's when, like we said, we found Baby Yoda, like, hiding under the blanket and eating all the eggs. And, uh, and then next thing you know, he's like, well, I guess we're stuck here. And, like, just telling everyone just to hang out. And I loved, like, that they both, like, the Frog Lady and Baby Yoda's had their little tins. And the Frog Lady ate with her tongue, which was cool. Yes. It's a very amphibian thing. Yeah, we haven't seen that since Jar Jar. And, um... <laughs> Freaking baby Yoda just looks at his little tin, and if you look at it, it looks like a little like a little sliver of like carrot and like a little steak and like a yes. little potato. And then he looks over at the eggs and he's like, "I would rather have that." And it's like obviously, but yes. like you should be full now, you little grub. Like, come on, <laughs> a growing, growing thing. <laughs> I guess that's true. But uh, also going back to uh, you know the callback from was it season one. Uh, what's what's the gentleman's name who did the uh, did the zero bot? Uh, it's uh, Richard Iowata who does the voice. Okay, and so he's back, and uh, they use she uses his voc vocabulator to actually translate for the Mando because up until this point he hasn't understood a word she says. He doesn't speak frog. She's just speaking in vowels, <laughs> just loud shrill vowels. Oh my gosh! I do like that he literally says. I don't speak frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, lady. Uh, but yeah, so I, I like I liked that she was smart enough to be able to do that. And she like she knew which buttons to press. She's like, well, I guess this is just a story for children. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely uh, lots of kind of that, like Star Wars at its best in a sense, insofar as it's like the underground, like, you know, kind of the, the secret history of the, the world that doesn't get fully explained. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's where it kind of makes up a lot of, you know, you can let your mind run wild and it's a lot of fun. I agree. And I, I just think that it, you know, it shows that she's just not a one note character. She has some, a little bit of humanity to it. Yes. And so here's my follow on question for that. Good. And again, as I say, we all have seen at least through episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so far, the three episodes this year are called The Marshal, The Passenger, and The Heiress. So they're all referring to specific characters that Mando interacts with. Yes. In that episode. Yes. And I mean, I think we certainly imagine that Cobb Vance's story is not done. As we talked about last time. And then we also, I I mean, you know, I think the, the heiress certainly is going to play a continuing role. With any luck. I I, I don't, I don't think that would be the last time we see her for sure. So my question is, are we going to see frog lady again? I certainly hope so. Is she a tech wizard that can reprogram things on the fly? Oh my gosh. Well, so. (laughs) That's a spicy take. (laughs) You, you're. This is a weird callback for me, but you're making me think of a character from the Galaxy's Edge book, like the actual novel that's based on, you know, the Batu, Black Spire, mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stuff. <clears throat> One of the characters that, uh, the, like, the protagonist it recruits for the Resistance is one of the... I forget the species, but they're like the little mouse species. They're like they're they're you know about as big as an Ugnaught, but like they have Shadra Fan. Shadra, so they have the rat face. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. 
So this little girl, she's just like, she's just like a little, little thing. But next thing you know, it turns out she's just like a wizard with technology, you know, and it's just like, he comes back and like, she plays a pivotal role in the resistance and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so for all we know, yeah, she could be her inside man. And then next thing you know, she's like, starts speaking in Huttese or something because <laughs> he, she learned or something. Who yes. knows? But at the same time, if she doesn't come back, I'm satisfied. Yes. Because we get a very, I mean, we, 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 we get a very satisfying resolution to yeah. our story. But, uh, to call back to it, so like let's let's back up. Uh, we had her basically call him out and say like, "Well, you know what? You're not a Mandalorian." He's like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna go fix this ship." Yes. And so that's what he does. And we did a little bit of a, uh, well, I don't know what you would call it, not a montage, but like a little swipe, I guess. It's a montage. Scene. It's a little montage. Okay. And at one point, little baby Yoda, that's when he starts cooing again and going, And him walking. And walking. <laughs> well, we see him walk before, but he's walking pretty but, fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like the way that he's, he's walking through he's the booking. snow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's very scared. Well, he's also just cold, I bet. Probably. Uh, but so just seeing him walk off and like you find Frog Lady just chilling in the, in the hot bath. Originally, I was worried that she was going to like sit. Being Star Wars, I was pretty like she's gonna give her life force for these eggs or something like something <laughs> well, dramatic is I gonna mean, happen. I think a lot of people assumed that's where this story was heading. That, she was gonna that like she was not going to make it, but he would. would deliver the eggs. Yeah, ugh, that yeah. would have been heartbreaking. But like, thankfully things worked out. But all the same, she's in this hot alert. bath. <laughs> she's in this hot bath. She's very vulnerable, and she's got all of her eggs out of the container. And I think the biggest worry she had was that the eggs were going to freeze because it was so cold. That was the one thing she was trying to indicate to Mando at the one point. Yes. Um, and so Baby Yoda just tries to try and eat one, and he goes, nope. He tells him, not, don't eat that. Not ever. Not now. Not ever. And so Baby Yoda tries to find something else, and that's when he, <laughs> he, he finds the facehugger pods. The facehugger pods straight out of Alien. Listen, <laughs> when they first go into that room, I saw little like nodules in the background. I went, huh. That's interesting. I wonder what that's all about. And then the the moment, the first frame where you see like the the chorus of little eggs, yes. little pods, I went, oh crap. Everyone knew where yep. that was going. I Anyone was like, who's is this is this what I think it's gonna be? And the moment baby Yoda's little hand reaches in and it like collapses and it's soft, and I went, Yup. Yep, this is where we're going. And even to that end, like it th- goes back to another one where they're able to do a very nice transition between the puppet and little CGI. Because mm-hmm. at first, it's just his claw. His claw has one motion. Yeah. But then you see his claw actually dig. Yeah. And I thought that was a cool little effect. Yeah, definitely. Seamless. Yeah, mm-hmm. well executed. But he just, like like you said, Doug, he just eats it and doesn't even give a care. Um, and then, just a hungry, hungry dude. And for whatever reason, that wakes everybody else up. Like, I don't yeah. remember the spider making well, that's, noise. Yeah, well, that's, I think the the question here is, like, were the, and and why you can maybe absolve Baby Yoda of the guilt, at least related to the spiders, mm. is that seemingly they were going to wake up anyway. Yeah, because Nightfall was coming, technically. Yes. But it's also just, like, you know that the big, big spider, the mama spider, uh, was probably just... They had them all hatched in, in general. And there were spiders in all different shapes and sizes. Like, they were they were varying sizes. So you could see ones have grown more than others. But, like, it was still terrifying. I feel like anyone who has arachnophobe had a terrible time watching this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should point out, I, I bet it's in your notes, that uh, the, ep- the, the actual creatures are based off of Ralph Macquarie, like, uh, art from the original trilogy. Yes. Uh, was it from Hoth? Was it going to yeah, be Hoth? Yeah, it was going to be on Hoth, uh... Oh. Part, like a, a scrapped subplot on uh, for Empire. I could see that. 
I, I feel like they wouldn't have been able to pull it off with the technology at the time. Yeah. I Not mean, as effectively. Yeah. And, and it's funny because, I mean, you know, everybody gushes about like the concept art that they show at the end. Yeah. And like, if you notice the spiders in the concept art actually do look a little different from the ones that we get in the film. Mm-hmm. Although the ones in the film look exactly like the Macquarie drawings yeah, like a direct ripoff yeah not ripoff but you know what i mean a direct homage i guess and but i i feel like i've seen far too many people saying oh you know what i actually like the concept art of the spiders more than these spiders right i've uh, also seen people compare them to the spiders that show up in rebels right uh which i don't know if it's the same species but it's definitely just as intimidating so what i've learned is that it's not the same species okay although like when macquarie was developing these originally he called them crickness uh which is what what they they are called in rebels so yeah definitely dave filoni wanted to hold it over a little more which i could see that yeah exactly um okay and so they get chased down to uh to the ship do you want to keep going you want me to i'd go for it Uh, they get chased to the ship which is it's a cool little homage there how much how cool was it to see frog lady just go you know what legs are overrated and just start (laughs) hopping (laughs) Loved it. It was so cool. And I was just like, that makes perfect sense. She's a frog. Of course she's going to hop. And there was, and honestly, I kind of found it hilarious. Like when she would just like, like half of her would just jump into frame and then be gone again. And it's like, because obviously she's just low to the ground, but yeah, it was like, it was effective. Obviously she's more effective, like hopping over great distances. She's like to hell with this bipedal nonsense. It's exactly it. And I just, I mean, I love that about her. Like I said, she was just full of surprises all the way through. Um, and the way that Mando was able to get rid of so many, like he was a crack shot, like almost every every spider that he had, <laughs> yeah. he brought his like you know his, his flamethrower up and yes. flamed them all, and just them all getting onto the ship. Like when he was trying to get himself into the cockpit, I was like, they're out of here, they're fine. They kicked on the engines, they're going up, and Big Mama Spider is still alive. <laughs> it comes right back down on top of him. The all is lost moment. Oh my! And then not to like to add injury to insult, he, she stabs the cockpit, so the glass is shattered. It's like. Well, they're definitely screwed now. Yeah, but they and can't just, seal that now. Yeah, it's just like, well, here it comes. They're like scraping teeth on the windshield, and here he comes. And that's when, yes. we get Carson and Wolf yes. come back. Ca- yes, Ugh. Captain Carson Teva once again. <laughs> oh, I like how like his rank is identified, even though it's not identified. Yeah, why like, not? And, and like Trapper Wolf calls him, "Hey Carson, switch to channel two. Like he doesn't. But, like, we don't know Trapper Wolf's... Uh... Hey, Luke was... I mean, Luke was a commander, but Wedge still called him Luke. You know That's what I mean? True. So, what yeah. the heck? Why not? I just want to know what rank uh, Trapper Wolf has. Trapper, obviously. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's his, that's his uh, his rank. So, my, t- my two comments. Know. The first one, going back a little bit, I have a note here, because, like, I just was taking some notes while I was watching it again, and... Mm. Uh, my my note about the actual like chase to the cockpit is a lot of pistol work. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like it was just it was intense all the way through, and he was a crack shot with almost every single one. Yes, I was surprised that he bothered to try and shoot them. Yeah, but like it just made sense. You yeah, know, it's just like it's the one line of defense you got, and then obviously he pulls out the flamethrower and yes. just wrecks it even more. Yes, um, and then on that same vein, I'm like, I was so confused. Like, why did Trapper and Carson use their rifles instead of the laser cannons. I feel like there's a simple enough explanation for that, I feel like. And it's just like the the laser cannons would have done much more damage to the ship. 
Yes. I feel like they could have been more precise with their rifles, and that's exactly what they were showing off. They're showing off that being rebels and being crack shot aces, they're also crack shot shots. You know, <laughs> you know, and that's that's kind of what I think they were going for. Yes. Because I was I was even thinking the same thing. Like before I came over here, I actually rewatched the episode just to kind of get it fresh. And that was a thought that went through my mind. Cause especially when you hear it at first, that wop 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 wop. It's exactly what it sounds like coming out of an X-wing. It doesn't sound like that coming out of a, like a standard rifle, mm-hmm. you know. But then you actually see them shooting the rifles. It's like okay, you know, whatever. Those but, are the E16s, I guess. Yes, yeah. uh, the standard uh, Rebel issue. Yes, or whatever. Um, but I do like the fact that they were just like, uh, we should arrest you, but you know, we don't have to help you either. We could just leave you here. <laughs> like that was such a weird. That was such a weird thing because they're like, hey, we saved your butt, and you should be arrested. But these are trying times, and they just yeah. get back in their ships and go away. They don't even bother. These to help are trying them. times. I'm gonna let y'all freeze to death. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, you did try and save such and such face, but you know, it's whatever. We're, yeah. we're out of here now. Lieutenant Davin. Oh my gosh, who Matt was... Lanter. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, Anakin that was Skywalker. It was. <laughs> There's so many little details of this scene too. I know we've gone over a few of them. The webbing that the spiders shoot mm-hmm. uh, has a little bit of a freezing effect, which I thought was cool. There's a point where Mando's walking through his ship and he like puts some web aside and you hear it like crinkle. Mm-hmm. Like you hear it just like shake apart. Um, and then th- I also think this is one of the first examples we have of seeing a holdout blaster. Am, yes. I not, am I not mistaken? Yes, I agree with that. So a holdout blaster, for anyone who doesn't know, is very popular in Star Wars books, like especially in novels. Um there will be a point where someone's like pinned in a corner or they, you know, that's like their last line of the fence and it's called a holdout blaster because you can hide it like in the palm of your hand. It's so small. And that's what frog lady had was this little four barrel holdout blaster. Yes. And that's, so it's a space 38 special. It's a space Dillinger or Derringer. I think it's called a, is it a Derringer or Dillinger that it's like the, like the little two shooter, you know what I'm talking about? Derringer. Is it Derringer? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a space Derringer. <laughs> That's the holdout yeah. blaster. Yeah, exactly. So we can presume that like, you know, those four little points on it were Are like, like the four the shots. Four shots. Exactly, yeah. Because that's all it can hold. That's that's the other side of it too. Like it's just so miniature, but it has it. It yes. packs a bunch. And so she she comes to the rescue of Baby Yoda. Who oh, good lord, he was getting scraped on the head. I was terrified. Everything was terrifying. <laughs> Eva hated it. I hated it. But we loved it, but still, it was terrifying. So one other little detail while we're talking about Trapper, we get a good look at his uh, astromech unit. You know what? I didn't see the astromech. What's the astromech? Well, it's definitely a, I mean, I'm not saying it's Chopper, but it's definitely a C series astromech. Oh, man. I yes. have to take another look at it. I yeah. doubt it. I mean, Chopper is never going to leave. Um, oh, God dang it. Hera? Hera's side. I was going to say Sindula. It's close enough. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, I keep forgetting her first name. That's my fault. So she's Admiral Sandula now or something like that. <sighs> I have a lot of problems with her right now. It, it, it's, it all stems from squadrons. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I want to talk about squadrons. But we'll, we'll save that we'll for get another there. thing. But, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, regardless. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was Chopper. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I mean, sorry. I got yeah. I mean, I agree. I don't think it it is Chopper because, as you say, he would stay with General Sindula. Exactly. But uh, I think it is definitely meant to be an homage. I mean, obviously, that's a character that Floney created, created. And, like, he oh. did provide, like, the voice of Chopper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, during the run of Rebels. So. Oh, so, so I think that's clearly an homage. And, like, you can just see it kind of has, like, that kind of 
more um, cone shaped type of head. Yeah, I can see that. Like it's like a, it's not like a. Well, R five has the same same type of head. Yeah, but it's, it's but not it's as flatter. Sharp. Yeah, and it's yeah. less of a, a profile. Yeah, it's definitely chopper then. Well, chopper esque. Yes. Uh, same series. Yes. So um, that was just something that I kind of enjoyed. <laughs> Well, then we also, we finish off with another montage of them putting this ship together. Lots of welding action. Lots of welding action. So that just goes to it. I saw someone post online. They were like, he wasn't able to repair the hull, but he was able to patch up that glass all right. (laughs) And like, I was just wondering to myself, he must have some kind of space, like epoxy bonding or something like that. Well, if you, I mean, if you actually pay attention in that montage, he's just welding a like a He's slat, steel? yeah, over okay. top of it. That makes more sense. Yeah, I didn't think he like because I mean I imagine they have to have some kind of like epoxy for cracks and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, but uh, <laughs> I think that's the second time you've done this this episode. Did I? Yeah. Well, <laughs> fry my biscuits, anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, I just uh, I I didn't notice it myself. I know that like everyone was like, well, how could he do that? But he couldn't do this. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. And that's just another, I will say to me, that's like, I, I, there's a lot of empire in this in terms of it being an ice planet in terms of, you know, sort of the, the low speed chase, etc. Um, but I feel like that's just an homage even to like Irving Kirshner because that was like his thing was that if you want to look busy, do welding because it's, yeah. you know, it's bright and colorful and it just shows time passing. Do welding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and they're able to take off and it has that, I think it, it's one of the best little exchanges he's had with the frog lady up to that point where he just goes, uh, if, uh, if we <laughs> just wake me up, if we get attacked or if we get sucked out of the space or whatever. And he's like, just kidding. We won't know if we get sucked out of space. Sweet dreams. Well, yeah. We'll all be dead. <laughs> we'll all be dead. <laughs> You'll be dead. And then, uh, uh, the Yodes looks back at Frog Lady, and Frog Lady like uh, protectively puts her hands over the, the the container of her eggs, and then it just it shows Baby Yodes looking back to the camera, like being like, "Oh, whatever," and just out of nowhere pulling out another egg and just eating it. Where did he keep coming from? Come on, man! His little his little pockets. His little pockets. He's got pockets. Yeah, on I that. guess that's true. Like he's like every girl with a new dress. It's got pockets. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's ridiculous. That egg would have cured space cancer. Oh, I know. <laughs> Uh, that's so to say, yeah, I can't wait to get the Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, so but one final note. Okay. I want to go back to this. Go ahead. So I think one of the best payoffs of this episode is back when we first encounter, when when the X-Wing pilots first encounter Mando, like before the chase, mm-hmm. uh, they offer, may the force be with you. He goes, and also with you. Yes. I cannot tell you how many times growing up I've wanted to say that. And also now it's canon. Yeah. It is for real. Well, it's so <laughs> funny to me. Well, uh, you know, it it's also goes to another thing, because I was thinking about that today when he said that, too. Well, a couple things. First of all, how does he know the phrase? Two, how does he not know what the Force is? Because he knows. <laughs> yeah, he's he with... doesn't know that Jedi are a thing, but, but he like, knows, he knows how to. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that. That I mean that's also goes just goes to the overarching you know problem with the series that, that everyone seems to have is like, how come no one knows what the Force is? How come everyone's always surprised? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's because the Force is just religion to people. Like it's wow. just it, it's just a thing. It like that's what a lot of people in this time period think. Like they just think it's like it's just a thing people say until they actually see it being done and it's like oh okay well 
then it's real, you know? That's what that's what I feel like it is, but for the most part. I feel like it's just everyone like Han, he plays it off as some hokey religion. Like that's the whole thing. It's just something that people say to each other. Just a bunch of space heretics. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Spare us from your sorcerous ways, Lord Vader. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, it's just uh but yeah. I don't know. Of that, all of the people who should know <laughs> that guy should have known. Right. <laughs> Well, he does. He does lodge a formal complaint. We, we it's canon. Yes, so it know. is canon. Yeah, in a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I actually just uh, I got the the Empire version of that myself. I I have it. I haven't started on it yet. It's it's good. I uh, there are a lot of moments where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like at some of the stories, I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Like it's <laughs> they're so good, and then there's some that are just like, oh, you know, they're just like draining. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, fair. I, that is like the challenge with those. It's like if you're committed to forty stories, they're not all going to be winners. One, I, I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, and this isn't a spoiler. Uh, one, one of the short stories is a minute and thirty seconds because I have the audiobook, mm. and it, it's no dialogue. <laughs> Just going to say that there yeah. is noises. That's about it. But you'll, you'll get there. Uh, but I'm going to guess it's Wampus. Nah, you'll get there. <laughs> Trust me. So. All in all, uh, now that we've gone over everything, I think that was about everything, right? I, I mean, that was the only note about May the Force Be With You that yeah. we hadn't covered from we, my my list. And we got him as soon as, like, as soon as he, uh, as soon as Baby Yodes eats the last egg, I think that's pretty much it. It just yeah, I mean, cuts it them cuts slowly it. going through sublight, you know, through space. Just like shaking and like, right, and just like along. barely holding on. And so that, I guess that kind of clarifies what happened, like because we've seen that scene in the trailer of the ship completely demolished. Yeah, and I think everyone was thinking like, "Oh, he was just in like a horrific dogfight." No, he fell through some ice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it, it's not. And then as he got attacked as, by spiders. Yeah, not nearly as exciting <laughs> as you thought it was. Well, that's like everyone who saw that the the brief moment of like the ravine that they he was swooping in on on that planet. Everyone thought it was Ilum. Yes, yes. I, and so, when they when they first swept in, I was like, "Oh snap! Is the, do they crash land on Ilum? I am is glad, that how this is gonna go? Yeah. I am glad you brought that. It'll up. Be a short series. Yeah, it was it was literally just like they, they all the scenes. It's it's how we kind of looked at it when we would talk to each other about the trailers. We're like clearly like. He sees Baby Yodes looking at like a dead Jedi or something. Like that's what he's kneeling down in the snow and blah blah blah. And like you say, heading towards the ravine because they're cutting out the ravine to make Star Killer base. It makes perfect sense. But then you always just realize, you know, it's no, they just they just crash there. No, it's just a random planet. It's like so yeah. that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but and there's a frog lady and uh, she's pregnant. Yeah, or is she not pregnant? She's I guess gotta, not pregnant. We got we got to save her entire lineage apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like all in all, I thought I thought it was still exciting. Uh, yeah. And to put my to use my manager's words one more time, I'm all for a monster of the week episode. Yeah, you know, like it, there's nothing wrong with it as long as they do it right, and they did it right. It was fun. It was thrilling. It was emotional. You know, and I think they they're kicking butt. We will be back for episode three before too long. I know that, but uh, I hope everyone else is enjoying it. I mean, or last thoughts? Anything? Anyone? I don't know. For the face hugger sequence alone, I, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I fully agree. It's just it's a solid episode. As I say, it's not at the very top of the list. It's certainly not like at the bottom of the list either. You know, right. I, I think it's just it's a crowded landscape because there's so many good episodes. 
That's like, also true. Yeah, I mean, and and I think in a lot of ways we we get more characterization of Mando and of Baby Yoda in this episode than maybe what we've seen in a lot of episodes. I mean, one thing I like is that so far, like we really haven't seen like Baby Yoda become like the he's not Deus Ex Machina. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. What correct? Isn't there? Uh, there's a word for that. I don't know. Either way, he is. He is. He's the. Uh, the the be all solution or something yeah like i know there's a I mean, place for it yeah or even just like it's not like he's not being a mary sue so far yeah it would be another way to phrase it but all the same yeah I, and i appreciate that like what like we going back to saying when we when we all saw him like pull the eggs in i think that's so far the only little bit of like force we've seen yeah. used mm-hmm. which like that's fine because then we, we saw already in the first season that he's not like you can't depend on it it kind of just comes and goes yeah so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, if they just keep it subtle, they keep it subtle. But, like, when it comes, it's going to be, oof. Oh, yes. It's going to be so good. For sure. So, but I I liked it. I, I'm glad you guys liked it. And I hope that uh, everyone listening enjoyed us liking it, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be back soon enough to do uh, a review of the next episode of ex- Episode 3. We've already talked a little bit about it. But we'll talk more detail uh, in time to come. Uh, but again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, and checking us out. If you haven't already, please be sure to check us out on our new Instagram page. It's at Greeters Shot First Podcast, all one word. We're going to be using that in our Twitter more than our Facebook page. So if you're still using that, by all means, please just jump over there. Yeah. And what's the Twitter now? At First Greedo, right? Is it? Yes. Okay, then at First Greedo, please. I, I, I don't know how Twitter works. I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> if you know it, then I'm all for that. Uh, but all the same. And we also have uh, a Gmail, too, if you guys want to uh, send us any questions. We're, we're, we'll be more than happy to answer them. Uh, what is the Gmail? It is greetershopfirstpod at gmail.com. All one word? All one word. All right. And uh, without any further ado, I just want to say, I don't know about you, Brian. I had a good time. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. What about you, Andrew? Did you have a good time? It was a boring conversation anyway. I bet it was. <laughs>